0: Welcome to Finding the Keys, conversations on self-care for parents. I'm your host, therapist and coach, Dr. Christine Forte-Klotz. Finding the Keys is not your typical parenting podcast. You won't find instructions or advice here on how to raise your kids. Instead, this podcast is about you as a parent, as a person. We cover real-life practices for managing overwhelm, taking care of our health, in mind, body, spirit, and embracing the chaos along with the joy that parenting brings. Through the interviews and insights shared, we navigate finding the keys to balance in life, work, and beyond. So join me. Let's get started. Good morning. Today we are joined by Alexa Saxon-Thomas, an artist and mother based here in Brooklyn, to talk about how creativity as an artist can be fed by mothering, and also how the two may compete with each other. I'm particularly excited about this interview because it's in person, which feels like a post-pandemic novelty to me still. And as an important part of staying connected to ourselves, can to some degree be novelty. We'll also explore how creativity and artistic expression can be important parts of our self-care as parents. So welcome, Alexa. Thank you, Christine. I'm so happy to have you here today. To start off with, could you tell us a little bit about your story as an artist? When did you first know that you wanted to be an artist, and then how did you train all of that?
1: Sure, yeah. Um, pretty much right off the bat, I, I was always drawing and painting and getting into art, um, even when I, you know, as a kid. And it just developed over time. You know, I knew I wanted to go to art school Mm -hmm. and did that and uh, studied painting Mm -hmm. and uh, went overseas and worked for an artist as an assistant, Mm -hmm. painter's assistant, Mm -hmm. actually here in Brooklyn first and then in Paris. And um, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. It's really Mm -hmm. exciting Um, and always making work, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and then. My career kind of got interrupted by a breast cancer diagnosis in Paris, <laughs> randomly. Oh, gosh. And so I was a young, um, young painter, you know, that was just 28. And so had a little bit of an interruption there, but then went back to it and mm-hmm. to my, my work. and uh, And then, you know, have had kids since. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really merging two worlds as, as an artist and, and a mom now, mm-hmm. <laughs> as many yeah. of us are. Yeah. I, I really love painting people and landscapes. I'm mm-hmm. really fed by nature mm-hmm. and um, emotion as well, mm-hmm. and the light in, in any given you know, circumstance or image.
0: Do you focus on a particular medium with painting?
1: Uh, yeah, I have two bodies of work, oils, mm-hmm. uh, and I really love to paint large scale. It's really freeing and uh, exciting. And mm-hmm. um, and then I have a water-based uh, body of work, like gouache and watercolor pencil and watercolors and ink mm-hmm. and graphite and and uh, pastels and different things like that. And I like to mix it up, in, mm-hmm. you know, in, even in one piece. Um, and I also do prints. So um, right now I'm, be, you know, sort of working on a body of work uh, on portraits, actually, mm. um, a lot of my kids. And it's really fun, uh, water-based. So mm. I'm having a
0: lot of fun with that. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. wonderful. Mm. I'm already thinking of how we were, before we started the, the mm-hmm. recording today, just for our listeners, uh, we were talking a little bit about this book that we're both reading, The Baby on the Fire Escape, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. by Julie Phillips, which for those of you that might not have heard of it, is a book about um, kind of, a, I guess, a collective biography, mm-hmm. if you will, of artists and writers and how they've dealt with different conflicts around their work and motherhood. And one of the, the artists that um, Ms. Phillips focuses on a lot um, is Alice Neal. Right. You know, probably you're already very familiar with. Absolutely. Um, but she, I guess... Lot. Painted her children's songs, right? And, yeah, they're very um, endearing, the, yeah. the paintings, and
1: it's interesting. Um, so I haven't finished the book yet, but I'm, I'm eager to do that. And just last night, I was reading a passage about her. Interestingly enough, she had an open relationship, mm-hmm. um, not advocating against or for, but um, I found it very intriguing that mm-hmm. she found it more freeing because mm-hmm. with her partner, mm-hmm. I guess her husband, and uh, because. Mm-hmm. She was able to be more detached in a way, mm-hmm. and be able to paint um, and dedicate more of herself to that. But mm-hmm. because the book argues for and against various relationships, and
0: yeah, yeah, no, well, how I guess from what the the author says or the way it's presented, that she was really trying to avoid kind of giving herself too much, essentially, exactly. to another person. Because right. I guess at that time. It was especially, it was very much like, all right, if you became uh, a wife or even girlfriend, maybe then you were expected to kind of serve almost that other artist. Exactly. Um, And she wanted to be able to
1: focus on her own art. Yes, Um, very much so. It's very interesting. Because, yeah, now, I mean, I, you know, my husband and I have a great relationship and Mm. um, he's very supportive of my work, which is great. That's Um, And the kids, and we talk about this often, how both of us, he doesn't work in the arts, but both of us need to sort of compartmentalize Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, make time for each, you know, uh, endeavor. Mm -hmm. And then also how, you know, having kids
0: also feeds
1: the the work,
0: Mm -hmm. if
1: you Mm -hmm. can (laughs) separate (laughs) to be able to make the work.
0: Yeah. I'm curious about that for you. Are there ways that you feel like having children did your work or does Mm -hmm. continue to has Mm -hmm. that changed over the years absolutely
1: Um, I've always been inspired by people who have documented in a way their their families Mm -hmm. and I've been thinking a lot about how as a younger artist I would paint a lot of my family members Mm -hmm. because it it would a lot of times be about conflict and um, emotion and uh, you know love Mm -hmm. and now it's you know now it's turned toward my my kids. and I think, as an artist, you know you can really um, get that feeling through of love, mm. and um, that's what I hope to to get through. And there's another artist i I went to RISD with, actually, who I really admire, mm. Sebastian black Black, and he mm. has been painting his kids since they were really little. It's beautiful to see his his work mm. um as the kids age. so
0: it's um, I'm kind of hit with this thought of. Uh, if it ever feels to you, like, almost like a, a double creation, like, it, in a sense, there's the creative act of yeah. of motherhood, and, you know, kind of bringing a child into the world, and then you're also creating art around For that.
1: sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. A good, very uh, close, one of my best friends, Mary, she always says, I think you're great, and she's very supportive of my work, too, but she says, your greatest artwork has been your children mm. <laughs> and you know because how they're made <laughs> so, yeah I mean, and then, then you're right. like just trying to represent that yeah exactly
0: I think it's just
1: you know it means so much you know whatever touches you as an artist or mm-hmm. writer or whatever it mm. may be um, mm-hmm. because it's hard to, to make work on something you don't feel strongly about mm-hmm. so
0: well, it sounds like mm-hmm. you've had a lot of very supportive experiences, like you mm-hmm. describe how your husband is mm-hmm. is a wonderful supporter and mm-hmm. that there's also been, I guess, kind of some mentors along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. For I know historically sure. a, a ch- something that's really been a challenge for women mm-hmm. artists is people in their lives not being supportive. Like, again, yes, to take sure. the example of Alice Neal, mm-hmm. who actually the, the book is kind of named after, uh, right. there was, and maybe you already, you already read this part, but there was, I guess, this rumor spread by her in-laws that she was leaving her baby on the That's fire escape funny. in order to do her artwork, uh, which she has always claimed was, you know, absolutely false, Right. but it was essentially their effort to disparage right. art as somehow at the time, I guess they wanted it to be seen as a bohemian or irresponsible or something mm-hmm. for her to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um have there been moments of of feeling challenged like that yourself of you know that like you can't do both or you know some sure. sort of idea that... Um
1: oh with the mother yes i mm. think
0: because
1: of how we did the the young younger years of the mm. kids mm-hmm. i was full time with the with with my sons mm-hmm. and while my husband was working in the mm-hmm. office pre pandemic and then you know during mm-hmm. the pandemic um at home but it was hard for me to detach mentally and physically Mm -hmm. in the space we Mm -hmm. had to be able to make work. Mm -hmm. So it would be sketches on, you know, grocery lists and sketches here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't as, you know, I was used to having my studio and my hours, my Mm -hmm. endless hours Mm -hmm. at studio where I really had to detach from that and just didn't have the time or space to give fully, you know, Mm -hmm. in the way that I had been used to. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I'm, I'm fully back to it. So, Mm -hmm. however, it's, it's still different. It has taken on a a new, um, a new role, um, in terms of timing and and hours Mm -hmm. because of when I have to pick up my kids. And Mm -hmm. so it's not endless anymore. And I've had to learn to, you know, compartmentalize and, Mm -hmm. uh, it's been interesting.
0: Do you ever feel that that's, that there can be ways that that's an asset actually to have kind of such a a very defined time or absolutely um, i think in all ways
1: actually becoming a parent teaches us to be more
0: responsible Mm -hmm.
1: and um especially in in careers um yeah you don't have your your way as as much as before So, um,
0: procrastination, becomes not an option, not an option anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
1: So yeah, you have to adhere to the hours that you have and and also prep for them. So that's, that's a good thing. Prep for them. Yeah. mm -hmm. In terms of what you're going to do and your projects, you know, make sure that everything is set up ahead of time and, you know, ready to go and, and also mentally thought out. Now, my work does, a lot of times it doesn't uh, end the way I think it will. A lot of times, you know, we called it in, in our school, happy accidents happen and, you know, one thing leads to another. And it's it's a completely different piece of artwork than you thought you would be making. And uh, either it works or it doesn't. <laughs> so,
0: It's interesting also what you mentioned there about how even during the years where you were full time doing child care and, and raising mm-hmm. your sons. That you would still kind of find moments to sort of sketch or or do mm-hmm. something here or there. Mm-hmm. Could you tell me more about that? Like what did you find yourself doing, or how did mm-hmm. you kind of
1: mostly kind of life drawing um, mm-hmm. from them or from a landscape that I was mm-hmm. you know in <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and things that I wanted to jot down about you know the the place where I was in terms mm-hmm. of I oftentimes remember. I mean, I pretty much always remember visually, mm-hmm. so if I make a sketch, I can remember exactly how I was feeling, you know, the, the odors in the room or outside or any given thing about that time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, mainly it was just sketching wherever I was and, and the boys and... Uh,
0: so kind of about, it sounds like almost documenting mm-hmm. you know, some of the right, elements exactly. of that time, exactly which maybe can kind of link into some of the the questions or thoughts that I have about Mm self-care. Sure. Because something that that I kind of wasn't prepared for as a mother was how there can be these, and maybe this will sound ridiculous, but these Mm -hmm. continual moments of where you're like surprised by or notice a loss Mm -hmm. in the sense that the child that you have before you means that the toddler is gone which Absolutely. means that the baby is gone yes. which means that the newborn is gone. Yes. And of course I'm I'm so happy and grateful to, yes. to see my yeah. child grow. I not right. I know that not a, everyone gets to have that privilege. Right. Um, but that there is this sense of like always as we move forward something going mm-hmm. away. The change. And I, I wonder if maybe yeah. some of that documenting is is a way of processing. Very good
1: Yes, I'm not Mm -hmm. even sure I was aware of that Mm -hmm. um, fully, but Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that 1000%. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I find that, especially having a a five-year-old and an eight-year-old now, they do kind of, I didn't want to accept it, but they do, their previous, you know, phase or whatever you may call it has gone. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well said. I think it's, they evolve into the next, Mm -hmm. you know, phase of their lives. And Mm -hmm. Deepak Chopra actually said that Mm -hmm. recently. I was listening to a podcast and he was saying how we're never the same person we mm-hmm. we always evolve and we're almost like different people all along the way but as a parent it's it's like you're celebrating the, the child you have before you but you're also mourning <laughs> who you had before <laughs> where did that where did he go where did she go and mm-hmm. um there are of course elements that stay but yeah. um but i do like to document that because of of that
0: um loss that's true. That it's kind of part of your mm-hmm. emotional processing there. Right. Of let me, and maybe even also from a mindfulness perspective mm-hmm. of like, let me really mm-hmm. fully be in yes. this moment and kind of right. document some of the things about it that mm-hmm. visually mm-hmm. Or, or even emotionally mm-hmm. feel most significant.
1: For sure. You know, I was recently at the, well, we were both at, at the Guggenheim and uh, I found it interesting the, the latter. I don't know if you saw the um, end of the Alex Katz show at the top, he uh, catch it. he's now in his 90s. Uh, I mean, it's, it's super impressive that he's yeah. still going strong as a painter, but his paintings are now land, big kind of landscapes, and it was written that he wants to be painting the now, the moment that he's in outside or wherever, in his, in his home state. So um, just that concept of painting now, the here, the, the yeah. moment that you're in, I found that interesting.
0: Oh, that's, a. Uh, I think... The, the Alex cats and the Nick Cave, uh, if mm-hmm. I can fit it in somehow, I want to go back okay. and, and kind of really take them in. And, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, because, of course, it was wonderful to get to experience that with our children. But it's, you know, one of those moments where there's the balance right. of, like, kind of the child care and, like, the how do I take some of this in for myself. Such a good example. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's, really, it's a big challenge
1: to be able to read and really mm. take the work in while your mm. child is running up the,
0: <laughs> up the ramp. <laughs> so, but also yeah. wonderful to, to get to share that with them and hopefully yes. they start to get yes. some impressions of their own.
1: Definitely. I really enjoyed how they had at the top, um, they had sketch pads and pencils out for the kids so that you could give them to them and the kids would sit for mm. 10 minutes or whatever. And sketch themselves, mm-hmm. so that was mm-hmm. a moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you do any sketching? I did. Oh, the kids okay. did. Like, actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. But oh. I—that's I, on the horizon. I plan to go back with the kids to so all of our sketchbooks. Well, so yeah. are you kind of starting to share that with them, some mm-hmm. of how to sketch? And... Mm-hmm.
1: We've done it along the way. It's been fun to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spread all the supplies out and get dirty, and everybody's <laughs> really making their own thing. And what's really cool—I keep telling them even if you you paint it or draw a still life no one's it resembles the others it's mm-hmm. always very different coming from a different person
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: it's really fun to see that
0: but there's kind of the impression mm-hmm. on top of mm-hmm. the the object or person mm-hmm. itself is mm-hmm.
1: what makes it creative mm-hmm. but i will say one thing i sometimes finish my work for the day and i need to go to pick up pick up the kids from school and i think Okay, I'm going to try and still guard, you know, keep this this thought in my head about what I'm working on and develop it further mentally, or think about where I want to go from there. And as soon as I get the kids in the playground or whatever it may be, it's evaporated. I can't. There's no way to really hold on to that Mm. um, because of the nature of you know taking care of the kids, whatever it may be. So there's
0: that. so sometimes it's it's hard to kind of. I guess like freeze a thought mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. or take a a note. Even I remember reading in the in the baby on the fire escape. There was which artist it was now escapes me, but she might have been a sculptor, and she mm-hmm. was saying how she would kind of like pile things in her studio right. if she was being called away to try to resemble the form that she was right. going for, so that she would remember. Amazing, it. I didn't oh, get to that she part. Got yet. Back. That's great. But I was <laughs> like, that. wow, that must. How do you? It's hard to imagine how you do that, but maybe she would have ways of being able to remind herself somehow that this is what I was thinking. Um, Because it is that compartmentalization, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of back Mm -hmm. and forth that I guess is is true really probably in all professions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But the creative ones, maybe even more so where there's like, I have to... Try to remember this idea or concept that I had gotten to, right, and how to do that in a a way that right. makes sense later. Or
1: right, I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. No, that's that's a very good technique.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. you can get right back into it after mm-hmm. finding some way to signify mm-hmm. where you left, mm-hmm. left off. Right. I feel like for you know in in um, the theme overall of the podcast that it, it is self care mm-hmm. and. My sense definitely is that there's really an element of you know in general, it's also for for, for women that or parents that aren't artists. Um, there is an element of self-care that is self-expression, and I'm curious how that feels to you or if there's parts of it that you think can translate also for you know, even for people in other professions of how self-expression or creativity can be a part of self-care. Definitely. Uh it's very meditative.
1: As soon as you start working on whatever it is, pottery, drawing, um, writing, journaling, so many different things, you know, um, whatever it may be. I think it's it's meditative. It draws your, you know, you away from any worries that you may be thinking about and distracts you in a way. Um, and it gives you hope. I, I really love mm. about when I start to work. It just makes me happy, and it's a mild like it, I don't notice it at first, but it's it comes on slowly, and it's just exciting in a way. It's um it gives me hope. I, I'm not sure how else to put it, and mm. it's really nice, and uh, all the other stuff kind of falls away, and I realize that this is what I I you know, love doing, and and yes, it's hard to get started. That's mm. that's definitely a challenge, but once you're in it. Yeah, you have a few marks down, and um, you know you get going. It's it's really exciting to to be working on that, um, and I think it can be helpful for everyone. Actually, I try to do that with the kids, even if they're having a, a hard time, you know, fighting over a toy or something like that. Um, oftentimes, I'll put a couple objects on the table and you know have them start to sketch it.
0: But you know,
1: whatever it may be, I think it's it's a good uh, a good technique to to get your mind off of, of the, mm-hmm. the hard stuff.
0: Yeah. 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 And you
1: realize it's not all so, so hard, so Mm -hmm. so difficult, so um, you know bleak. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look up.
0: So maybe a piece of the hope is like you start to kind of get a broader perspective, Mm -hmm. or. Uh, i guess in, in moments where we're feeling stressed or overwhelmed sometimes it's that we're perhaps like so zoomed in on something Absolutely. and that mm-hmm. by doing mm-hmm. something creative or um, for you getting getting into your art mm-hmm. that there's a sense maybe of zooming out yes and like right. all right i don't have to be so hyper focused on that thing but i can just right. really focus
1: on this exactly And I think that's a lot of times what keeps artists going and and working and coming back to studio and really just keeping at it, you know, it's their way of, of coping with the, the harshness that life can, you know, give um, people. And uh, it's a good, uh, it's a good way of of just keeping going, you know.
0: I think you're right about the meditative piece Mm -hmm. as well. That's something that I've noticed also with, with my daughter, which I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe, I don't know if this is true of all Mm -hmm. children, maybe she does have an artistic tendency and that's Mm -hmm. why, or maybe this is just a, a kid or person thing. But when she has time to draw and to kind of do different art projects... She is just much calmer and happier, right? Overall, that when we sit and and take yeah. that time to kind of color and draw together, it's really nice. Um, even my toddler has started to do it a little bit. He'll do some scribbles. Um, yeah, <laughs> and so that kind of brings to mind also the idea of of maybe sometimes that can even be part of our self care mm-hmm. is to have like a shared processing, mm-hmm. you know, where we sort of all kind of draw and do this meditative process together exactly um, it's
1: really nice yeah even things like little kid things like um building gingerbread you know kids we got into doing all the holidays you know the trader joe's <laughs> has you know um, Halloween ones and all of that kind of thing and we do it as a family it's it's a fun little thing until they collapse of course <laughs>
0: when the icing mix wasn't quite right, right. the whole that's thing right. goes sideways. That yeah. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's when we should draw.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, let's bring it back to basics now. Right. Yeah,
1: you know, just whatever makes each person happy. Um, i noticed my eight-year-old really is very much 3D based. He hmm. um, he builds things. He likes to to do the constructions and. I'm more 2D. I like to, to paint and draw on flat surfaces, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting to see where people's strengths are
0: mm-hmm. once they
1: get into something.
0: Mm-hmm. So I guess that's something you've. When you say 3D, you mean in terms of like using some clay or play doh or
1: even paper. You know, he just oh. picks it up and starts folding it and uh-huh. origami esque <laughs> uh-huh. wow, <laughs> makes, you, know, you know, all sorts of creations. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And uh, and my five year old, he's he's in between. He does a little bit of a Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. no it's interesting to see what what people gravitate toward and I guess you're Mm -hmm.
0: getting to see also sort of how that evolves Mm -hmm. over the years for sure yeah looking back to
1: what people change into and you know become um it's definitely a development so yeah and it is self-care I I fully believe that it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely a huge huge self-care I mean you know more important than any um, spa kind of stuff, even though I do like that stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more constant,
0: I think. More right. Constant. Well, and this is something that definitely has come up on previous episodes of how do we define self-care and, you know, how mm-hmm. in society there's often this idea of like the spa or the bubble bath or whatever mm-hmm. that like, oh, that's self-care, which it can be, right. but there's sort of the, the creature comfort as- mm-hmm. aspect to that. But that really overall in how we're managing our lives and our emotions, Mm -hmm. that the active processing of life and Mm -hmm. feeling and experiences Mm -hmm. is more of an active thing. Right, Um, a practice, like a daily practice. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. which can come through self-expression in art. Maybe sometimes also it comes through self-expression in just how we communicate or sure uh, how we set a boundary or, or even maybe how we're honest with ourselves about a particular feeling or viewpoint. For sure. Um,
1: For sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I had a body of work dedicated to my experience with cancer and uh, that was very cathartic and it took me a very long time to do it <laughs> and then actually get it out there, um, you know, in front of the public. And uh, it was a long process of, of healing Mm -hmm. and uh, really good just in that way of Mm self-care. So,
0: What was the body of work like? Was it a series of... Self-portraits,
1: yeah. And um, it started with... So I had breast cancer, and back after my initial um, operation, my friend who's a photographer, Melanie, she did a set of portraits um, in photos of me. And that was really helpful to also process what had just happened. And they were really touching. And then I painted from those and also from life. And, um, you know, whereas, you know, I was looking directly at, you know, in a mirror. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And then I think it was helpful to other people who have gone through this as well to see, hey, I've had that scar, too. I've been through this, too. And, yeah, definitely an act of self-care.
0: That must have been tremendously difficult or confronting. Definitely. Definitely. It's,
1: it is. And, uh, also I've been very grateful to have the support I've had from my family and friends Mm -hmm. during, during all that. And it's not something that really goes away. It's, uh, Mm -hmm. the experience, it kind of stays with you. Mm -hmm. So to varying degrees of, of trauma and, uh, and dealing with
0: it. When you say it, it then took a while to kind of get, I guess, get that work out Mm -hmm. into the world. How did you share it with others? Um,
1: I actually
0: went through,
1: did a class um, online, actually, with a group of women with a healer. It was on breast healing, Mm -hmm. and her name is Mitten, um, Mitten's Wellness, I believe is her name company name, her her name. And she's great. And it really helped me to come out of myself and be okay with sharing it. I'm not sure how to put it into words, what exactly happened, the transformation mentally, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of how I was able to just be more open about it. I've always been open vocally, but uh, visually not so much. And something happened where it was okay. It was just okay to to put it out there. And before I'm not sure I was ready. But
0: it felt safer somehow to do that.
1: And I will say being a mom, I think I'm more able to speak up for myself and my family and for who I am and what we are and be able to be okay with judgment of any kind or just being more, you know,
0: well, I appreciate you sharing with us about it today. Sure, it, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I know that, that it takes a, um, I, or maybe it, it feels like you've done it a lot of times, uh, or I would imagine mm-hmm. it might still take quite a bit of courage mm-hmm. to, to share about something mm-hmm. that's been painful.
1: Yeah, it's part of my story, so at this mm-hmm. point it's okay, because it's mm-hmm. been a while now, and mm-hmm. uh, that's okay. It's uh You
0: know, it's just part of who I am at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, and something that, I guess, in sharing that work, maybe also felt like uh, an important step in the self-expression piece.
1: Yeah, I think, actually, I wasn't able to really get back to my artwork if I hadn't uh, made work about this, because Mm -hmm. it was a real big interruption in my career. I was Mm -hmm. on my way, doing great painting, working another you know artist and, and having a great time. Super fun. I was in the art world, really, in the thick of it in my 20s. And then this hit, and it really took a few years, a whole bunch of years, actually, to really get back out there. Um, and you know, because, of course, you get some, a diagnosis like that, and you don't really know where it's coming from. What could it be from? This or that, or who knows? And then, of course, you really don't have any way of knowing, um, a lot of times, anyway. And so it took me a long time to get back to my artwork, and I think that it was through painting and drawing about this that mm-hmm. I was able to, to get there.
0: Well, and I just get actually kind of chills when mm-hmm. you say that, that mm-hmm. you know, I had to really um, kind of express about this piece of what I had been through mm-hmm. because I guess to not do it might have felt like you were somehow separating yourself you know, from a part of yourself and your experience. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like the old adage, Mm -hmm. the only way out is through Mm -hmm.
1: really. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I wasn't able to get there. had I not um, made work about this and I don't think it's over. I think I'll definitely make more work about it. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and there's definitely a longing to help others going through it. I I really would like to, to, to be able to
0: help more. Yes. I love that. The only way out is through.
1: There's a, um, uh, Writer Suleika Jouad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if you know her work, she's a uh, leukemia survivor and patient. She's going through her second bout of leukemia. She had a column called Life Interrupted during her first bout, and she was a young 20 something writer, um, you know, as well in Paris living at the time. And she got diagnosed there and came home and uh, with the treatments. And then she has a, a book out um, called Between Two Kingdoms, I believe, mm-hmm. all about you know, her, her time and, and, letters written to her during, during that, that treatment that she was doing in the column that she had, oh. and the trip she took after that to various wow. people who, who had written to her. So it was very inspiring.
0: Wow. So inspiring. So much courage.
1: And she, she paints as well. Her mother's a painter and she, so she's sitting there a lot of times during treatments and it has her easel and paper or whatever it may be and, you know, paints. So it's, that's pretty cool.
0: So she's actually painting sometimes during treatment. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it helps to to, to deal and kind of uh, you know, process things through whatever is going to come out on paper.
0: Such a challenging space to be in. And so hard, especially to feel like part of a medical situation where processes, even helpful ones really give the sensation of being imposed upon you
1: yeah being a patient in illness you don't know what waters you're gonna have to tread and what what is coming your way um and a lot of times there's minimal information given so you really do have to trust yourself and which is very tough during that process Mm. and um yeah, drawing and things like that can help you have some sort of security.
0: Yeah, to kind of ground <laughs> yeah. yourself. Right, I guess. Right. And so, hope,
1: the hope comes back to it. Mm, to it gives you some sort of yeah,
0: grounding hope. Yeah, that Sorry. there's something there on the other side. Yeah. Right. Yeah, to hold yeah. you. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, that's wonder. I really love that thought of like kind of the hopefulness that mm-hmm. there is in artistic expression Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. wonderful for a long time as an artist I think
1: so many artists go through this where you think oh there's so many other people making similar work to me or you know this or that I'm not as good or they're better or am I gonna make it what about the you know the art market today does my work apply but as life goes on I think you've you know you have to think that that stuff just it it is what it is and Mm -hmm. that stuff can fall away and you know, whatever is gonna happen happens. You can have goals, um, but really ultimately you just have to be making the work and mm-hmm. um you can't let that stuff bog you down. And mm-hmm. as we get older we realise a lot of that's not as important. Mm-hmm. Um so like a lot of the externals in terms mm-hmm. of galleries or, or yeah. market or right. whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. important obviously, but uh to livelihood and right. um getting your name out there, but um, you know if you're not making the work then that doesn't help either <laughs> yeah. so
0: yes it's harnessing that ability to really mobilize towards self-expression isn't it while also maintaining the creativity
1: yeah that can that sometimes can come into play yeah. yeah that blockage and yeah things can get hairy <laughs> um,
0: okay well i want to thank you so much for coming in and sharing with us today and again for being so candid about all of these parts of your life, I, I feel like this is such a gift to me to get to Aww. to learn well, about you, all of Christina, it and, yeah. and share it with you and um, and to our listeners as well. I think it will really be special for them. I um, hope so. Thank you so much, yeah, Christine. I really yeah. appreciate you inviting me on the show. On the yeah, podcast. yeah, sure.
1: I really appreciate it. Sure. So, yeah, this is great what you're doing.
0: Thank you. I'm so grateful to Alexa for coming on the show today and sharing with us about her journey through art, motherhood, and surviving cancer. Her generosity and openness in sharing with us just blows me away. So thank you again, Alexa. I wanted to also share a closing thought about the comparisons that we might make to others, which she alluded to as an obstacle in doing art how we can get caught up in looking at what other people are doing. And this can then become a blockage to all of us from time to time, whether it's in making art or in a different way that we express ourselves or in how we parent or how we do our professions. We get into this guilt or this, you know, kind of the what's often called mom guilt, but I think often there can be dad guilt too, that somehow we aren't doing enough, either at home or in our work, uh, that we should be doing more, that others are doing more, that we should be more, perhaps, as people. And this is just so unhelpful. It's really a line of, of thinking or an emotion that just has no use for us. And so I want to say, perhaps just as much for myself as for anyone else who might be listening to this, that we are enough, just as we are we don't need to try to do or be more we already are enough and for anyone that's gotten caught up in this lately i I just want to put it out there that i see you and i feel you and please know that you already are enough thank you all again for joining me here today i'm so grateful to each and every one of you along with me on this journey As always, I welcome your feedback and your questions. Please let me know what you want to hear about. Contact info is in the show notes. And also don't hesitate to share this episode with anyone you think would benefit from it. We'll be back next time with more.